Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of 10 Minute Tuesday. If you haven't already, please like, share, and subscribe. I have Miss Rafikio on here today. How you doing today? I'm very well, and yourself? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me on 10 Minute Tuesday. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and hop into this. We've done a number of these, so uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. So I, my name is Rafikiel Sebunde. I am an experience analyst at Adidas. What an experience analyst does at my company is we figure out how people browse our website, where they're coming from, where they're going, and essentially that informs our entire e-com strategy. We help different departments improve our website experience so people can buy more of our products. That's awesome. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. So a lot of people are visiting Adidas, a lot of people buying Adidas, international brands. So there's a lot of data that's being captured. But what really compelled you to get into data to begin with? I was so for undergrad, I was a comm major and I loved communication and I love psychology. But when I started working in like the corporate world, I always felt like at least from a non-analytical perspective, people would just use their prior knowledge or their gut to make decisions. And that frustrated me. So I went back to school and got my master's in business analytics because I wanted to be more insightful. And there's different levels to data. I think some people, you know, live in data all day and some people dibble and dabble in it, dibble and dabble in it. But I think it's very important to just use it to make insightful decisions. And that really that pain point is what drove me to um, take on this career shift. Love it. I love it. So really, uh, communications was like, you know, there's some information, there's some data out there. Let me dive head first in this and then really get dirty in it. And now you're out here just thriving and crushing it. Trying my best. <laughs> I love it. All right. So I'm sure you had a number of jobs in your career. Uh, no, they might not necessarily be data related, but what's been your least favorite job that you had to date? My least favorite job that I had to date is probably my last job because I just felt so confused. I felt like I didn't really have a direction. I was hired to be a digital transformation person, but then the organization was so big, other priorities shifted. I felt very confused. And I I think something when something is, is not enjoyable, it's because there's either lack of clarity from yourself, from the employer. And I just felt like I was in that gray space and that wasn't favorite place to be yeah that's never fun it's like where are we going what am i doing why am i wasting my time like what are we doing here like let's let's get somewhere so i can do something um and add value so definitely understand that gray space area so understanding your journey where you're at to where you're going um is is a up and down it's a roller coaster so what would you consider being your biggest failure quotation marks around failure and what did you really learn from that experience in your career yeah like I've had I've experienced so much failure especially analytics is hard the data is hard to wrap your mind around and the failure came from just like maybe feeling like I wasn't picking things up quickly or feeling like super overwhelmed mentally you know when I have to organize my thoughts or organize the insights it, sometimes it can feel overwhelming when you don't really have experience with with it so the failure came just from like just this, the frustration around manipulating data, understanding it, doing something completely new that's scary because I feel like every other role, you can kind of blame somebody else, but an analytics role, like you have the insights, 
if you make a mistake or if you're not like receptive as well as thoughtful in the way you communicate your insights, people take those numbers seriously and they make decisions. They cost money. So I think that that fear felt like a failure because I was like, okay, I feel like I should be very confident, but I also feel nervous and I feel like I'm questioning myself. So just the lack of confidence and also just the confusion around it. And I've been able to overcome it by just, I think, just sticking through it, learning from your mistakes. And I, I don't take it as failure anymore because I'm starting to realize that everybody makes mistakes and it's a perception. And more importantly, it's just the more people who review your work, the more people you involve in your process, the better it gets. So I think just shifting my mindset and just being a little bit more graceful with myself, with just the data analytics space, it's been able to, it's been a better experience for me. I don't think that, but I definitely feel that. Yeah, definitely. I think I know that's a reoccurring theme on guests. I know it's something that I've personally experienced where uh, I was in a role and just like, ah, I should have got this or dang it, this number was wrong and it went to our executive or my director or whatever. And just that internal feeling um, of let down or I should have been better, whatever that internal thing is. Um, you never like that feeling. Uh, you never, never forget that feeling either. Yeah. Uh, so of that, right, you mentioned that um, there's monetary stuff at stake when you report something wrong. So kind of walk us through your process for someone who's just starting out of kind of QAing your work and what do you do now to make sure you're kind of validating your numbers before you send it off? Yeah, I think for someone starting off generally a career in analytics, you need to find the person who does it the best and you have to Go to them and make sure that you mimic their process and for me it starts by understanding the requirements when you really know what's going on and when you understand the requirements and you understand the five like the audience the person who's going to receive information that really helps because then you know whether to be super specific or super general right so there's that part and also having people check your work proofread your work i think there's fear in asking maybe a little bit too much, but also you have to give yourself grace because the more you ask, the more people you involve, the better you, you get at it. So I think anyone starting out in analytics or anyone starting out in this, specifically like in the e-commerce space, I think finding the person who does it the best, learning from them, and then iterating and improving that process until it works for you as well because I, I have templates that I write for myself. I write myself little notes. I have like checklists, but for somebody else, you know, some people just dump their data and then they tell their story. Some people don't. I prefer just making sure I have an outline when I, you know, do any of my work. So it just depends. You also kind of learn. The more you fail, the mistakes you make, you learn what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And this field is really about just going through the process. It's There is really no one size fits all, but I think when you understand the requirements, it does remove a lot of like ambiguity. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with all the above, right? Your process is going to be your process. You, you might pick something from someone here or, oh, I like how yeah. they do this here and I like how they do this and kind of make it your own. Um, but I definitely think there is an element to with understanding requirements and your industry as well. And that just comes with time of 
of what people are really looking for and like what moves the needle in this, you know, analysis that I'm trying to create. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, okay. So for, again, for someone who is just starting out in their career, you know, what's one piece of advice to someone who's trying to get into the analytics space? What would you give them? So is this a person who has no analytics background at all, or they, they went to school for analytics and they're starting an analytics, analytics career or like all the above? Uh, let's say all the above, right? Maybe I, I did a boot camp and finished it and I'm just trying to get my first entry level job or I got my degree and now I'm trying to break into the industry and stay relevant but or grow in my skill set as well. So I would, I would say it that way. Yeah. I know a lot of people try to kind of stay away from internships, but I think analytics is one of those spaces where a paid internship for maybe six months, three to six months if you can is pivotal because then you get to experience a day to day and then that will tell you if you like it or not because it's a commitment and it's a commitment that requires a lot of like thought and effort. You want to be able to love what you do, you want to be able to enjoy the process and you also need to know the pros and cons, like what it takes or what it doesn't take. So I would definitely suggest if people can, even if you can't get an internship, just being able to ask people, what, how does your day to day um, look like? What tools do you use? What skill sets do you need? Is it big, um, intermediate SQL? Is it advanced Python? You really want to know exactly what skill sets are required because some analytics role will say analytics, but it's more storytelling. Some analytics role are more technical. Some analytics role are just Excel all day. So you really need to know the tools you need, you're using, the kind of stakeholders you, you're dealing with, um, and also more importantly, like what the day-to-day -day looks like. Love that. Great advice. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. That's that's all I have to say. It's awesome. Great advice. Y'all heard her. Um, three great gems. Write those down. If you're listening, you're like, man, I really want to get in this analytics space. Make sure you write those down. Those, those are fantastic. All right. So tell me about the most influ influential people in your life and how they made an impact on you. The, mo the most influential people in my life are my parents. Um, I'm from Tanzania. I should have probably said that at the beginning of the podcast, but my parents are East African and just seeing them like growing up, working really hard, especially from com coming from humble beginnings, they've really shown me that like you can beat the odds. You can just, you can get things done. You can achieve whatever you want. You just almost, you almost have to not like you focus on the process, but don't let the process blind you from, you know, your goal. So even if it's tough, just keep going kind of like a maze where you know you figure out there's a corner here there's a corner there and you get through it on the other side love that love that shout out to the parents man they're great great support system they always make us great <laughs> all right where can listeners find you at online listeners can find me on linkedin um instagram i'm private but you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have to see who you are <laughs> Um, but yeah, find me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to share my email. If anybody needs advice, I'll drop it. Like, I'll send it to you and you, you know, we can share with people and just, yeah, but definitely I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn would be the best place. Message me. We can set a coffee chat. Any, anything I can do to help? Definitely. Will. Awesome. Y'all heard her. Hit her on LinkedIn. Uh, she get the coffee chats popping, show you what it's like in Adidas and all that analytical stuff. So really appreciate you hopping on 10 Minute Tuesday. This was great. Thank you.
Right, thank you so much. And if you haven't already, like I said, please like, share, and subscribe. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Y'all have a great day.